Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to episode 148 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and in this episode, we've got Mary Shores joining us. She is the accidental mentor, entrepreneur, and author of the book, Conscious Communications. Now, in this episode, she's going to share with us part of her life story of how she's overcome some struggles, some trauma, to build actually one of the top uh, recovery assets companies uh, that is led by a woman. So yes, these are the guys who are like debt collectors. However, she's built a business with a different model in mind. Uh, however, that's that's not even the core of why we're bringing her on. She's taken that experience as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, as a mentor to her staff, and written this book about the impact of the words we have in ourselves. So how we speak to ourselves has a lot to do with what we're able to do in our lives. So if you're looking for a way to get out of your rut, you, you want to write a book, you want to star in a movie, you want to sing a song, compose a song, take up pottery, open your own business, whatever it is, we're going to help you through some of the barriers you might be finding yourself facing because of the words you're speaking into yourself. So we're going to, we're going to give you some, some concrete examples as well as some practical tips to get past that. So Sit back and relax unless you're driving. In that case, keep your head on a swivel and stay safe as we dive into this topic of conscious communications and harnessing the power of the words we have over our lives. Here we go. All right. Hey, Mary, welcome to the show. It's really good to have you on. Yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Awesome. And it's uh, just the two of us here having coffee because poor old Brandon couldn't make it. So you're in Champaign, Illinois. Uh, How's the weather over there right now? Because, I mean, you know, Brandon and I were kind of two old folkies and we always got to talk about weather first. Well, so that, you know, Illinois is interesting because a lot of people think of Illinois and they just think Chicago, but it's a really big state. So where I live, it's like cows and cornfields. And right now it's, it goes from like hot to not so hot. So a few days ago it was like a hundred and then two or three days later it's like 80 and then tomorrow it'll be 100 again and it's almost like it's just schizophrenic sometimes i say it's schizophrenic weather around here (laughs) no texas kind of heat going on here yeah it's a dry heat over here Uh, but yeah we were in the high 90s like forever i think we had like a week of snow back in december and it's just been hot uh, ever since so uh, we're actually getting our first cool front and uh, we're excited we're like hey it's gonna drop down to 91 degrees (laughs) woohoo Well, that's us. Uh, anyway, we didn't bring Mary on to uh, to talk about the weather in Champaign, Illinois. Uh, we actually uh, wanted to bring her on board because uh, you know when we learned about your background, uh, the things you've overcome to achieve what you've achieved. We're like, okay, you know, if we're talking about getting out of our own ruts in life. This lady needs to talk with us because uh, she's come out of some really big ruts. I would call them trenches, like things that would most likely bury people alive. You've come out of the bio that we received on you and what I've read around was um, you've overcome things like being abandoned as a child, uh, losing your first child, uh, and then just so much more beyond that. Uh, What helped you pull through all that? 
Yeah, it's such a great question. And, and I don't have all the answers, but I can definitely tell you that I can pinpoint some things that I was able to do. It's not like I knew that I was doing them at the time. It's only when you look back, you know, 10, 20 years later and you look back on this life and think what were the patterns that, that got you through. Also, a lady had contacted me from Ireland and I was part of her research project on thriving and resiliency. So she had chosen 50 people around the world that she chose specifically because they'd had a lot of trauma in their background as well as like the ability to overcome that. And she did a very Brene Brown style research project. You know how Brene did on the uh, vulnerability stuff and shame where she, she interviewed for hours each one of her participants and then she had a psychology team tear it up thin slice it to look at what were the actual resiliency patterns so that she can come up with a resiliency formula, which I think is is brilliant. Now, one thing that I will say, because the audience doesn't necessarily know my story at this point, but I did just live through some pretty major life traumas. And what I will say about that is that trauma, trauma is like Oh, I, I heard a doctor saying this and I just love it. So I'll just say this, this doctor that I know of, Dr. Uh, Joseph Tafour, I heard him give a talk where he was talking about trauma are like demons or dragons that embed in your DNA and see our bodies are like libraries and they store everything that ever happens to us. And so that what, what we don't really understand is you can overcome these traumas. You can, you can build your life up. You can create all this success. But if you don't remove those traumas from that library system in your body, it's still going to affect you one way, one how, or, you know, one way or another, whether it's through illness, whether it's through depression, whether it's through, you know, just repeating your patterns in life over and over and over again. So while you can do some things to get yourself out of those bad circumstances, like for me, one of the things was I always focused on where I wanted to be. I was always very solution focused um, and, and very determined you know, to follow a blueprint to solve a problem or, or whatever it's, whatever it is. But the more important thing is that you heal from the, from the traumas. Because if you don't heal, they're just going to continue to come out in your life one way or another. So would you say those are the, the patterns that had come up in your life that help you overcome those traumas? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I, okay. Uh, here's what I'll share. So what I would say is that I am a person that is willing to take action in spite of any level of like fear or obstacles that I may have. So like, for example, you know, and I know that not everyone is going to be the type of person that's willing to do that. But if you're, if you're not a person that's willing to take like massive action or, or take a major leap, I talk to people all the time about just taking one new step in a, in a different direction or just taking that first step, because it's not always about having the courage to see something through all the way. You know, my Facebook group's called Fearless Ambition. And when I think about the word fearless, I realize that it's not that you're without fear. It's that you're willing, you know, cause it's easy to show up when everything is going right in, in life, but like showing up when things are difficult, you know, being that 
unapologetically powerful person when things are difficult and trying to be that consistently as much as possible, that's what really will drive you through a crisis or even the good times because, you know, you have things good happen in your life. Like, for example, publishing my book, you know, it, you still have to like get through all of those daily things that you have going on. It can, can get overwhelming. I like that. I mean, taking action, just such a big thing. We, we run across people who they're in the same spot today. They were in five years ago and they didn't like where they were five years ago. And the one thing that consistently we hear from them over and over again is, you know, what if this goes wrong or what if that goes wrong? And you, they're in their head still. They never actually just commit to taking that one step that takes them away from the situation they're in. Uh, and so I, I do see that not just with your own story, but uh, other folks that we've talked with, even my own, you know, it, it came with that, that resolve that, Hey, you know, I can wallow here the rest of my life or this is the direction I want to go in. Let me, let me take a step that way. Um, I, I noticed the tagline for you is the accidental mentor. Uh, I'm assuming a lot of this life experience that you've gained, um, plus, you know, the education, the research you've done has led you to, to become this accidental mentor. What, what do you mean by accidental mentor? Well, it's just kind of funny for me because all of a sudden people started naming me as their mentor and it wasn't like they had asked or anything like that. And it really started within my staff. So it was employees that started looking at me as their mentor. But when I was starting my business when I was 24, I didn't have a mentor or any money or even a completed college education. So I think I call it accidental because I always felt like I was the least likely person to be in that level of an authentic leadership position. But that's exactly what happened because after 20 years of running my business and then, you know, 10 years of teaching workshops and and really just helping people learn and grow, it's just put me in that kind of position. Okay. Yeah, and then I guess you figured, "Hey, you know what? I should formalize this and actually help more people with it." Love it. Right. Well, you know, there's things that it's, it's very practical stuff, you know, helping, helping people see what their own strengths are, I think is huge. You know, when, in my, in my workforce or my team of 25 employees, knowing what each one of their strengths and weaknesses are and helping them not to see their weakness as a weakness or something that's going to harm them, but that they should be putting their resources more towards what they're good at and being able to step into, into that role and grow into those shoes and then find someone else that can complicate, you know, complement what their weaknesses are. So talking from uh, building relationships, knowing people's strengths, people's weaknesses, how to shore up those weaknesses. Uh, very good. I mean, if I, uh, this complements last week's episode so well, you just don't even know. Uh, <laughs> but you will when those episodes all uh, unveil. Uh, now, in recognizing people's strengths and their weaknesses, uh, another thing I came across about you is, uh, you know, that you help people reshape how they view success. Uh, so the, the next question I really want to ask you was, uh, in, in what ways can our own ideas of success, uh, keep us in a rut? So like, what is it about like the common, uh, perspective of what success is? Uh, what is it that's holding people back from actually achieving that success? 
You know, I love talking about success, especially to anybody who has aspirations of any kind of entrepreneurial career, because I've been an entrepreneur for pretty much my entire adult life. And some of the things that I can tell you that I've learned, like some of it I've learned from making mistakes, but in a lot of ways, I've watched other people make the mistakes and avoid them. So one of the things that I talk about often is really if you're you're wanting to create the level of success like in your career i think it's important to understand like the difference between a need and a want you know because as you're building you're in that building phase if you're an entrepreneur you're building a business or you're building a career it's really important to pay attention to the the long game versus like the short game so i'll say for example that you got to get through that short term squirm you know, you might want this right now, but it, it's better if you create a plan more for long-term success. So the difference between a need and a want is like this. It's very simple. You know, I may need a car, but I may want a Mercedes Benz. And the distinction here is very important because I may be able to afford that Mercedes Benz right now, but when you go on an entrepreneurial journey, it's very much like a roller coaster. You know, I've had years that in my business that I've owned that could be, you know, wildly differently, wildly different financially. And so it's always been very important for me to live, live at a comfortable place just right below what I could live at. Okay. So I, I love, especially people that want to go out on their own or they want to begin this career as an entrepreneur because it's not the same kind of steady income that you get with, um, the, it's not the same kind of steady income that you get with having a corporate job. You know, then there's this other aspect to this. There's like the personal development or the spiritual side of things. And, and to me, it's like once you take that, that personal development box off the shelf, or once you get to a point in your life where growth is more important to you than the finances or the career success, it's like you pull that box off the shelf and you open it up. There's no more, you can't close it and put it back on the shelf. It's really interesting. Like the seeds have been planted and whether you want them to grow or not, they're going to grow or... Right, because, you know, once, especially in, in a standpoint of growth and development, once you learn something, you know, you can't really unlearn that. Yeah, that's true. You, you know, and so we're, we're stretching like success, especially with the younger generations, you know, it's getting much more tied up with, um, things like what is our purpose? Mm-hmm. And it's like we're, we're all hoping in our hearts that we have this purpose, but purpose has become this elusive thing. Like it's hiding behind a curtain. Sometimes I call it the purpose with the capital P because do we have to go through some sort of hero's journey in order to discover our purpose? And, and the answer is, I don't think that you do because a lot of times your purpose is just right there. It's been there all along and maybe you just couldn't see it because your true purpose is really utilizing the skill set because each one of us came in to this life with a very specific skill set, things that we are good at and that we enjoy those things that we're good at. And the more that you bring those things forward in your life and you're just using them and especially that you're grateful for them every single day, you'll see those things grow in your life. And then what if, you know, we correlate that measure of success in with following our purpose, following our 
following our bliss, as Joseph Campbell used to say, and we measured success based on that. Now, you've got a book, Conscious Communications. Yeah, uh, Conscious Communications came out in August of 2018 or excuse me, August of 2017. So it's been out for a year and um, it hit number one on Amazon in three different categories. One was self-esteem, another communication, and another one happiness, which is kind of funny because I am not the poster child for happiness at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apparently my book uh, hit high in that category. So it's published by Hay House and it's been doing very well. I've, it's actually one of my biggest dreams in life come true. Yeah. I love the subtitle though, that uh, harnessing the power of words. It just says so much. In fact, one of our earliest episodes was about uh, the power of affirmations and how you speak to yourself. And, uh, you know, I hear you talking about harnessing the power of words. Uh, oh man, I wish I had the book right in front of me. <laughs> I could read it verbatim. Uh, let's see. I got it right here. Check that out. Boom. Uh, so yeah, the actual subtitle, your step-by-step guide to harnessing the power of words to change your mind, your choices and your life. Um, could you tell us more about, you know, the power of those words uh, in those areas of mindset and choices and so on? Yeah, I would love to. And I feel like, you know, sharing, share, I'll share this little story with you because I think it's the best way to highlight it. You know, I just told you writing that book was my biggest dream come true in life. And the thing is that I wanted to write a book so badly that for 10 years I would go around and I would say to anybody who would listen, I want to write a book, but I'm not a writer. And the thing is that words are like a mirror to your subconscious mind. And it's like when you hear me say the words, I want to write a book. It's like you can see it written on my soul that I've come into this life with this purpose of writing this book. But I have a big problem when the next words out of my mouth are, but I'm not a writer. Because those words are also revealing something from my subconscious. And what they're revealing is that somewhere, somehow, I picked up a belief that I don't actually think I'm capable of writing a book. And so when we talk about the power of words, you can see that saying, I want to write a book, but I'm not a writer. See, that's not in alignment. And anytime we want to manifest something, and this is why I like to talk about the power of words, because anytime we want to manifest or create something in our life, It's very important to achieve um, some alignment in some basic areas like thoughts, words, actions, choices, behaviors, beliefs, you know, all of these things need to be moving in the same direction. But see, I was never going to write anything as long as I was saying that I'm not a writer. And it's not about writing because, you know, how many times do we say, oh, I want to start this business, but I don't have the money or the education or the support, or I want to lose 20 pounds, but I don't have time to go to the gym. Or, you know, it's like we say what we want and we cancel it out with the but excuse of why we can't have it. And so for me, I really needed to change that barrier belief. I call it a barrier belief because when you believe something that is out of alignment with your goal, it's going to build a brick wall between you and that thing that you want. There is a book out there. It's uh, I don't know. I don't know if you've heard of Jeff Goins. I have not. All right. He's he's got a, a blog, uh, Goins Writer. Anyway, he put out a book called "You Are a Writer," so start acting like one. And it's his manifesto about exactly what you just said. You know, I I want to write a book, but rather than saying, "But I'm not a writer," he, he's talking about. So write it. You are a writer. Start writing and, and really honing in and, and aligning that, that mindset and, uh, and it's just nail in the head. And how many people do I know that say to me, man, Jerry, I really want to start a podcast. Great. Start one. Ah, but I don't know how. 
stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. You know, it's, it's so interesting. This is, this is a great place to take this conversation because it's like, well, what are the things that keep you stuck? You know, what are the things like if we were really to break it down, right? You know, break it down. This Mary wants to write a book, but she's not a writer concept, or I want to start a podcast. Why don't I, I don't know how I find that there's a few reasons that keep, keep people stuck. And one of those is that, number one, they don't believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. Another one might be that they just don't know how. You know, things are complicated. I don't know if you've ever listened to someone talk about like Facebook marketing or ClickFunnels. I've never heard of something so complicated in my life. You think it would be like neurosurgery or something. (laughs) Uh, It's rocket science. And then, you know, other times it's like maybe they're not making the time for it. You know, they're not giving themselves the time and the space, but once you get those things figured out and you, you sort of seek out, okay, what are the first few steps? Because sometimes you just need someone to hold your hand and say, this is what you do first. This is what you do second. And this is what you do third. And anything like what a podcast is going to have like a lot of techie stuff that is going to uh, scare the bejesus out of some people. You know, mm-hmm. other people are like, oh, it's a breeze. Just do X, Y, Z and you're done. Yeah. Pull up Google. <laughs> Watch a YouTube video. <laughs> It'll tell you everything. Uh, well, and that's not always true. There's never any one source that tells you everything. But um, this goes back to what you were saying at the very beginning of our conversation that, you know, taking that step of action, you know, it's like any of those but, you know, canceling type of comments that we have in our minds, we can we can start canceling those out if we just identify what's the one step. I should take, you know, what, what is it that is keeping me from taking that step? You know, I just said, I'd like to start a podcast, but I don't know how, what's the first step you can take so that you do know how. And, and, you know, maybe it is, you find that mentor, you find that coach, uh, you do that Google search. And uh, I, I just love that there's always a way. Uh, and so, yeah, it, people, you just, just got to buy Mary's book. <laughs> Paying, paying attention to, to the synchronicities, you know, that happen. I know for me, the one step that I took when I was, you know, and by the way, it took me 10 years to get over this thing, but the, but the actual getting over it was very quick because what I needed to do was invest in myself. And I took a writer's workshop. I actually went to Rhinebeck, New York at, at Omega Institute, which is a place that's like my happy place now. But the first time I ever went there, it was to take a writer's workshop with Cheryl Strayed, who is a New York Times bestselling author. She's very, very famous. She wrote the book Wild, which turned into a movie starring Reese Witherspoon. And she was my first writing teacher. Oh, wow. And and I took this week-long course, and and I felt very intimidated when I was there because all the other people were writers, and I was essentially like 
not a writer. I was a CEO, you know, CEO. I was not identifying as a writer yet. But by the end of that few days, I wrote a short story about my daughter who passed away in 1993, about my son who's on the autism spectrum and what it's like to be a single mom and raise a child where it's just, just no rule book for that. And then thirdly, I paralleled these things with my roller coaster career as an entrepreneur. And when I read my story to the class, uh, no one laughed at me or told me I wasn't a writer. In fact, people actually stood in line to hug me with tears in their eyes because they were so moved by my story and the connections that I was able to make to, to build this little short story. Well, what happened in my subconscious, because see, your subconscious is no slouch. What was happening in the brain was that my subconscious was seeing the evidence that it needed to see. So when I got that feedback from the class, it began to rewrite that belief that I had because th that evidence sh could then change my way that I felt about it, which then changed my thoughts, which then changed my beliefs and my words and my choices and my behaviors because everything after that moment was decided differently. You know, we have all of these probabilities and choices in our lives that we're making all of the time. And every single step that we take in that new direction is literally opening, opening up 10,000 new doors of opportunity. We don't see them. That's the fascinating part. But here's what I can tell you. Within, within seven months of that moment, I had a book deal with Hay House Publishers. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That is a huge wow. Because I, I know people who are authors and, and aspiring writers and so on. And um, they're taking, well, in comparison, they're dandy old time. Uh, seven months. That I mean, deliberate action, though, I would say. It shows you the power. It shows you the power of belief. Mm -hmm. of taking of taking action and also of having a plan because you know a smart businesswoman or a smart business person knows that it's always better to have a plan or a blueprint to follow oh, yeah. and so I've been this person that I've created a lot of success in my life and I've done it in spite of a lot of circ a lot of say you know unfavorable circumstances. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm the first one to say that my journey to get there, my journey to show up has not been a graceful one. It's been downright uncomfortable. And so, um, but going through all that puts me in a perfect position to be able to teach other people how to overcome those obstacles. And so in order to get the, the book deal, you know, I really put a plan together of getting one and I followed it. But see, it was that first step that was the most important one. Yeah. It was actually sitting down and, and trying to write something. And, and, you know, when we talked about not knowing how, I mean, one of the biggest reasons I wasn't writing a book was because I didn't know how. So taking that class gave me that first step and it gave me so much more. I also wanted to mention the book I'm reading right now is Wild by Cheryl Strayed. So when you mentioned Cheryl no Teacher, I was like, no way, this is so cool. Um, <laughs> I don't think you can call me a low-key backpacker because if you ask my family, what do I talk about all the time? It's it's hammock camping and wanting to backpack the Appalachian Trail. And um, they said no to the PCT. But anyway, that's not important to the conversation. I just wanted to throw that in there. I'm like, well, I know somebody who knows the author of the book I'm reading right now. Uh, I, I love that, you know, writing also allowed you to be authentic. You know, it, it allowed you to be vulnerable 
And the reaction you got from your audience when you read that first short story was, you know, because they, they connected with you. And, uh, and I've learned that to be true, whether you're a leader of a business, whether you're running for office, whether you're trying to sell books, uh, if you're trying to change or impact lives in any way, being your authentic self just makes total sense. Um, and so if you're the type of person who holds back because you're like, no, cause they're not going to like the real me. No, bring the real you. And, you know, people are just going to, either fall in line or they're going to blow you off and they blow you off. That's their loss. Not, not yours. Now shifting gears a little bit more. I think your book talks about, or you talk about something called the four cores. Um, you know, how can we implement that into our lives so that, you know, we can get out of the the ruts that we find ourselves in. What are the four cores? Well, one of the, one of the things that, that I noticed is, and it was especially right after the book came out, I was just pulled in what I felt was 17 different directions. And I feel as entrepreneurs or, you know, someone that's just got a lot of ideas, it's so easy to get pulled in so many different directions. And if you allow yourself to go there, what's going to happen is you're going to get overwhelmed really, really quickly. And you're going to start a lot of things, but not finish anything. Because if you're trying to do everything, you're not really doing anything. And so I created the core four as a way of just helping me sort out my own life and my own goals. But it's really where you take yourself and you say, you know, where do I want to be two years from now? And then you boil it down to what are the four areas of life Or if it's a business, what are the four areas of my business that I need to focus on in order to be there in two years? So this is a little bit different than a goal setting project because what you're doing is you're saying, where do I want to be and what are the areas of focus that I need to really put all of the energy towards in order to get to that place in two years? And you come up with four things. And then once you have those four things and you've declared them, then what you want to do from that is, is use that as a lens or a measuring stick of what your, of where your energy should be going. Okay. So like, for example, I can share my core four for my personal life, which is my, my children, because my kids are 17 and 18 right now. So I have a senior in high school and I have a freshman in college and it's really my last years with them. If you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like that, that they're, they're in that transition period of teenagers to adult young men. So that's, that's definitely a core focus. Another one is healing because I have been through a lot of um, tragedies that eventually they did start to manifest in some physical things, nothing super serious, but things that I knew if I didn't address, they would just grow into a deeper problem. And I think rather than like go to the doctor and try to get a prescription and cover up the symptoms, I really want to go to the source and unravel. I call it an unraveling of what has happened to get myself to like the optimal, you know, the optimal zone of health that I would like to be in. And then the other two core focuses are my business and my brand. So all of my energy right now is going through those four things. So notice that I didn't say like personal relationships. So what that means is I'm, I'm spending a lot more time at home where I used to be much more social wanting to go to parties, but right now that's just not in my core focus. 
Okay. And so we're looking at like the whole person, not just like, I want to make a million dollars, so I will sell this uh, and this many units of it. It's um, to pull this off. I need to. Well, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to. You you could totally do that. So like, let's say your goal is money related, you know, whatever, like you're a salesperson or you're a real estate agent or, you know, in, in your goal is I want to have a million dollars in revenue. Mm -hmm. Then you, the same thing. It's like, what four areas of your business do you need to focus on in order to support that goal? So one might be marketing, one might be hiring. Like if you need to assemble a team, one might be cutting expenses, you know, one might, but it's going to be different for everyone. So like whether someone needs a new website. So I know for our business, um, we had two really heavy investment years. So one of our core focuses for this year was to get new clients. And once we started really focusing all of our energy on getting new clients, we started coming up with all these ideas of, oh, we could offer free webinars to these different healthcare organizations that would become our clients. Um, and those things really support that goal. So, you know, we're, we're talking about one to two goals over the course of two years. And then what are those core four things that'll help me achieve that goal in that time frame? Uh, and then those core areas kind of serve as guardrails, the things that you will do, the things you won't do in a sense. Is, is that a good way to say that? Yeah, because if you find yourself spin if you find yourself spending energy outside of one of those four areas, you really need to raise a yellow flag and find out whether you should be working on this right now, whether you should delegate it or whether you should put a pin in it and bring it back up in your calendar say maybe 4 months or 6 months from now. I think I got this. Hopefully uh those of you listening also got that and if not, you got to buy her book. Conscious Communications and, and follow her blog. We've, we've talked about your book. We talked about uh, your, your focus. I mean, just solution-focused mindset of the power of words. Um, what I really love to do is, is talk a little bit about what is the best way for people to get in touch with you, to book you for uh, speaking engagements, uh, where can they buy your book, and some of the other services you may provide. Well, I am super easy to find at maryshores, S-H-O-R-E-S dot com. My book is available on Amazon, of course, Conscious Communications. I believe it's also available um, at Barnes and Nobles and anywhere is your wherever is your favorite place to buy books. Um, it's it's very widely available. And um, I have a Facebook group called Fearless Ambition. People are welcome to join that if they want to interact with me, get to get to know me in any way. And obviously you can uh, email us through our website or it's Mary at MaryShores.com. Awesome. And if you forgot all of that, I'm going to have it all linked in the show notes. Uh, and I'll, in the outro, we'll tell you where the show notes are capped. Yay. Uh, Mary is so glad to have you on, on the show here. And, you know, just again, talking about the power of words, the, the power of mindset, uh, the power of just taking action, that first step towards the direction you want to go in and away from the place where you, you know, where you are in. Any final words of wisdom you want to pass on to those uh, eavesdropping on our conversation here uh, before we go? Sure. I My favorite uh, tagline out of my book is to say that everything you say, everything you do, every word that comes out of your mouth, every action you take, every choice you make in the thinnest sliced moments of life is either creating a deeper connection to what you want or it's driving a disconnection. Perfect. Mary, it was so great to have you on. Thank you, Jerry. Have a wonderful Saturday. 
If you like everything you heard in this episode, check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 148. There you'll find a link where you can purchase Mary's book off of Amazon.com. And uh, we'll also include a link to where you can purchase Jeff Goyne's book, You Are a Writer. And uh, any of the past episodes that are linked in and related to this topic that we've discussed around self-talk, affirmations, and just having the right mindset to go forward and pursue your dreams, we're going to include those in the show notes as well. We're so grateful that you joined us this week on Beyond the Rut. The best way you can support our show is to share this episode with a friend, a family member, your coworker, or that neighbor across the street. That's how we get the word out. That's how we help people get out of the rut and inspire them to live the lives they've always dreamed of. Until next week, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.